Welcome back to the Graham Stephan Show. My name is Graham, and welcome to my show. And today we're going to be speaking with a landlord who now owns over 90 properties and three laundromats. He came from being evicted from his home growing up to now being one of the largest landlords in his area. So we're going to bring him on the show and hear his story and hear what his advice is for everyone watching. So Brandon, welcome to the Graham Stephan Show. What's going on? Oh, um, not too much. Just just hanging out, I guess. Awesome, awesome. So I, you have a pretty interesting story I hear. Well, uh, my name is Brandon. I live right outside Columbus, Ohio. I'm mm-hmm. a 33-year-old investor, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call me. Um, eight, um, long story short, when I was 18, my uh, dad had a heart attack. I lived uh, with my mom and dad and brother. And when I turned 18, he had, like I said, he had a heart attack. Um, I had to go work. Um, all my friends were going to college. I had to go work at a warehouse, so my parents didn't end up homeless. Hmm. Um, so worked three years there, came really quickly to the decision or the determination that it's hard to ever afford anything in life working for 10 bucks an hour. So I decided to get in real estate because it seemed like everybody was rich in real estate. Uh, so I got my real estate license after a few weeks. I uh, got into real estate as a full-time agent. Um, once I was there, I realized that everybody looked rich, but they, uh, even though they drove Cadillacs and wore nice clothes, uh, they weren't really wealthy. But um, as time went on, I started dealing with some people that um, were rich, that had six figures, some seven figures in their bank. And I started sitting down and asking them about their financial history. And the one kind of common theme that I found out between those people was that they all invested in real estate. Agents sell real estate. Um, the people that I ran to that were actually wealthy were owning real estate, buying, selling, renting, things like that. So um, I decided after a couple years of being a real estate agent that I'm going to figure out some way to buy real estate. And it only took me probably five years. Um, that, that, that all went down starting in uh, 2006. I got my real estate license in 2006. Mm-hmm. Started working at the warehouse in 2003. Um, so in 2013, I started actively buying um, real estate, finally kind of cracked the code on how to start buying real estate. And from 2013 till now, I've acquired 93 rentals. Um, three of those are laundromats. We're renovating mm. two laundromats and we're opening, we've already opened one and I've been putting some videos on YouTube and stuff of what it's like to own real estate and to run a laundromat. For some reason, everybody's interested in uh running a laundromat, I, I assume it's because of quarters. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my, uh, my sh- short life story. Um, you know, we've, uh, growing up, I, we got kicked out of two houses, um, which is always kind of weird and devastating. And now one of those, um, guys that kicked us out of a house is now one of my investors, or I've gone in wow. and with, as a partner with him and bought, um, one of the laundromats. Um, I actually went in with him. He called me up and said, Hey, I've been following, your landlord stuff and investment stuff on uh, Facebook. Uh, next time you need some money, give me a call. So now he's got some money with me. We've partnered and we bought some properties, a laundromat and stuff. So, uh, you know, here I am. Uh, he told us we had to leave when I was six years old. And now about when I was about 30, he called me up and said, hey, I'm going to give you money. So <laughs> that's <laughs> kind incredible. of an about face change. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. But, you know, my parents never really liked the guy because mm. he kicked us out. And then now as a landlord, it's like, well, you know, you kind of missed payments on a regular basis. And my parents weren't really um, financially literate. And that's kind of been one of my promises to myself that I would become financially literate. And that's why I like watching um, your show. Um, you seem to really have a passion for financial literacy, which I think is probably one of the most lacking things in society anymore. 
I agree. So let's talk about these properties. How much are they generating right now in rental income? Um, and what's uh, the debt that you have on that? Let's let's go over some because I'm curious about some of the numbers on these. Sure. Um, right now, between banks, investors, all my seller finance notes, everything put into a big pile, I owe $1.8 million. Um, last month, um, we received in rents and income and stuff. Generally, excluding the laundromat, was around 42000 Debt service on all my all my notes and everything like that's right around twelve to thirteen thousand dollars. Of course, there's some principal, uh, not some, but a pretty decent bit of principal pay down. So before taxes, insurance, and everything like that, just on my debt uh, last month, that's whatever forty two less, let's say fourteen. So that would be what uh, twenty eight thousand last month um, before tax insurance. And, you know, there's there's all sorts of other little digs in there, utilities and things like that. Sure. But, so what's the um, price point then of these homes? With 1.8 uh, million my, debt, I mean, I'm guessing what, one to 250? Um, well, it depends on properties. I do everything on a per unit. So it's 93 units on 1.8 million. Um, I know I, when I did the last analysis before that I bought the laundromats, I was at like 18 to 20,000 per unit. Wow. Which is like how I do things in Ohio. Ohio is just dirt, dirt cheap. Uh, my single family detached, they usually run thirty-five to 40000 uh, per house. And then um, I've got a lot of uh, multifamilies that I got for next to nothing because it's just in my area, no one wants to buy a rundown duplex or a rundown triplex or anything like that. Um, most of the bigger properties, you know, you get up to the eight, 10, 12 units, they get scooped up by large investors or out of state people. The smaller stuff doesn't get purchased very quickly. So that's kind of where I made my, uh, kind of made my little niche in the market. Got it. That's incredible. And then how did you decide to go from that into laundromats? Cause the funny thing is I actually looked into buying a laundromat a while ago. This is 2013 or 14. I thought a laundromat was the place to be because I saw that you could buy a laundromat for let's say 400 grand. And I would see that it's making like $180,000 a year. Um, and it seemed like an interesting business to be in. How did you get decide to get into the laundromat business? Okay. Um, it just really, I kind of lucked out and it was sort of an anger type thing. I tried to buy a old rundown hotel hmm. um, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. And I lost out the bid by $500. And it was like a phenomenal deal. And I kind of got upset about it. And one of the guys in our my real estate investment um, group here in central Ohio called me and said, hey, you know, the laundromat next door to that hotel is for sale. You should go in and buy it. And now you can sell laundry services to all the people there. And I thought, well, that's kind of an interesting thing. I'm going to go look at it. And the price on it was just next to nothing. Hmm. The um, The guy that owned it, had to get out. He had closed the door probably two years prior. Um, I had some general financial statements, and it was an unattended laundry, meaning you don't have somebody sitting there all day long, either waiting on customers and some uh, laundry attendants will fold clothes and do stuff like that. So the idea of a business that I could own that didn't require a lot of upfront labor or labor to maintain is really appealing. So long story short, I bought a couple laundromats, and then it kind of just snowballed. Everybody started calling me, asking me to buy their laundromat. 
Um, why are they selling the laundromats if it's such a good business? Why why do they want to sell? Um, because there is some maintenance that you have. Or, uh, there isn't maintenance you have to do. There's management you have to do. And I find that a lot of people are really terrible managers. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, the, in, in one situation, it was a relatively well-off guy. He's pretty wealthy. He went in, bought a laundromat years ago, a couple years ago. And he gave, more or less gave the management aspect to his wife. And from what I've gathered, going in and talking to the former workers and former people, the wife that he gave the laundromat to more or less just had no interest in doing anything. It got to the point that she would not even go in and collect the quarters out of the machine. And hmm. in uh, with laundromats, you have to go in and take your money out. It's, you know, not only is it a revenue thing, it's also a preventative maintenance issue because a mechanism can get jammed full of quarters and your machine stops working. So on this one laundromat, we went in, they, and on top of that, they even lost keys to the coin boxes and the equipment. We found um, it's like eight hundred to thousand dollars for the quarters. Wow! Just by going in with a chisel and a hammer and <laughs> busting stuff up, I just find that uh, people, some people that have decent capital reserves, they go in and they buy investments, but then they don't manage them or maintain them, and then they become kind of a thorn in their side, and then they want to sell them. So that's really kind of what my whole career in the past few years has been on. Another case where an elderly gentleman came to our Real Estate Investor Association. He had a package of 32 rentals he wanted to sell to one guy. Hmm. And um, we talked to him and talked about his goals and why was he selling. And long story short, he had given all 32 rentals, bringing about twelve to $13,000 a month um, gross revenue, Um he gave them to his son, and the son managed to run the twelve thousand a month income all the way down to about twenty five hundred bucks. How? And, How does that even happen? Well, he decided that um, rather than doing background checks, he would um, not do background checks. He would let his friends in. Some of the friends were drug dealers. Um, he rented to a mental health clinic that. Um, put in a bunch of really interesting individuals in another apartment complex. Wow. And it just was the slide over a three-year period, not just with installation of bad tenants, but also severe, severe neglect. So when I came in, the whole portfolio, you know, at full operation, everything being good was worth around a million dollars. And I came in when he talked to me or talked to the investment group, he wanted half a million dollars for it. So he was already expecting a 50% discount on the condition. After it's all said and done, on 24 of the 32, I offered him about $250,000 and he took it. Wow. Because, what a yeah. What a shame. Yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, that's like the biggest case that I've seen going in and buying, you know, I'd have to sit down and look at my spreadsheet, but it's about $600,000, $700,000 worth of real estate for two fifty ish And I just look at each scenario where I've gone back and bought a property, and then I go back and research, well, why did they sell this one to me? Why was this such a good deal? And it just time after time, it's neglect, mismanagement, and then, you know, mismanagement and neglect plus a long period of time over years and years and years you can lose money like crazy. But if you stay on top of things, then, you know, kind of the world's your oyster and you can do very well for yourself. Even, 
even not having to be involved in the day-to-day activities. I don't, I'm not, I don't visit every single rental I have every day. I don't visit my laundromat every day, but I try and make sure that everything's running efficiently from a operational standpoint. That's great. So what is your advice then for everyone watching? I mean, it's, it's an incredible story. Well, the big thing I think that separates people that do well with investing like in real estate or laundromats is to have a long time horizon to say to yourself, I'm going to do this. And even if it takes me 10 years, I'm still going to do it. Um, Real estate is such a wonderful thing because it's a get rich slow scheme. Mm-hmm. I know there's people out there that flip properties and there's nothing wrong with flipping properties. But if you can sit down, I think, and just say, okay, it's going to be a while before I make money, but I'm willing to commit to it. You're, you're going to do very, very well because there's too many people. I think that they look at things and they don't, they don't carefully manage it over a long period of time. And there's just some investments or some properties, some things in real estate, whatnot, that are going to take time to get to run efficient. And then it's also hard to, know where you're lacking in skills. So then you have to learn, you have to improve your education, improve what you know about things, then that'll help you in the long term too. And that's different, I think, for every person. I totally agree with that. That's very well said. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Nope, not really. I think I've given you the, uh, the, the long pitch about my life and what I do, so... That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for doing this. And again, the point of this call is really just to serve as an example for everyone watching about what's possible and what people can do and some of the stories behind the people that watch these videos and watch YouTube and create their own content and buy real estate. It's just really interesting to hear the backgrounds. Well, awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for sharing your story. All right. Well, thanks for calling. You got it. Thanks, man. Bye. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. As always, if you have not hit the like button, make sure to destroy the like button, destroy the subscribe button, destroy the notification bell. Go and add me on Instagram. I post it pretty much daily. So if you want to be a part of it there, feel free to add me there. Thank you again for watching and until next time.